I called my father TJ by his name. Really? That was his thing to, with his kids. Yeah. And by then we thought TJ was like a barber and a boor right, and dad. Right. You we had Zial Haq coming in. Yeah. I used to play on his lap. Right. And it was like, oh, an uncle like it was yeah. literally like he never said, you know who this person is. So I was one of those students who'd always kind of like put my hand up and say miss 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 right. didn't get the grades right. but there was always this curiosity to yeah. learn k but why because at that time if you remember a lot of everyone was required to wear a dupatta on their Correct. head i remember the ptv anchors mm-hmm. back in the day but if you remember then haiya you didn't see the you didn't see any of that you didn't you hardly saw dupatta yeah. on yeah and how he challenged zia even though the, he used to come over to get his shivani yeah. tailored that's the beauty of my dad see so when i came <laughs> back he just said okay just come to the factory at 9 a.m. and I said cool and I just walked into his office and he's like did you knock <laughs> so I said no he's like because you're not coming to your dad's office you're coming to your boss's office oh wow i was working 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 till one day i just kind of dropped in my office and i couldn't move my left leg i was on a wheelchair for about 8 months oh wow but that's not the legacy i want to leave behind and what is the legacy you want to leave behind that The day I die, I want even somebody as a stranger to say she sat m- with me for five minutes, and I felt good. Welcome everyone to Digitales. My name is Fezan Sayed, founder and CEO of East River, and today I have someone from the fashion industry, someone who represents a brand we have grown up hearing about and is now taking that brand to the next heights. TJ's, if you remember TJ's, TJ's successor Fiha Jamshed is with me right now. <laughs> that's that's a big. <laughs> thing to say i'm not a success i would like to say i i'm still in a shadow you're in the sh- you're still in the shadow i like to believe that no i think you're you're well past no, that no you now. haven't met my dad he's still like an 18 year old in his head and he thinks he's like calling the shots and i would like to believe that he is because it's his brand it is his brand and so i want to talk about that to start off with you you hmm. basically grew up as the daughter of a fashion icon he brought the shalwar kameez to the mainstream his his iconic shop on tarik road i still remember um ptv pe drama aata tha tanhaiyan and us pe sabke outfits tjs ke the and mm-hmm. it was like wow these cool modern looking shalwar kameezes and then i think that uh, brand went on to have what 14 stores globally i mean you must have been in the shadow growing up how was that like you know it's funny fazan um so a little less known fact i called my father tj by his name really that was his thing to, with his kids yeah and till we were i think till i was 8 i thought everyone would call their father or their parents by then by then we thought tj was like a barber and a boor right, dad right right so it's when i would be like why are we calling our father by our, our name thing is that his we never knew what he was he always was a father to us like he never made us believe that he was someone big like he was bigger than a lot of stars at that time um and i'm not saying that because he's my dad but it's just that 
the power that he had not not just in the fashion industry because he was the first label right. in southeast asia the the power that he had for tv and like you mentioned tanhaiya right yep. it's how he designed lifestyles for the masses because when he started doing something at that time you had a club at metropole yeah the blue sapphire yep and you had all the elite wearing coats and um jackets and your drivers and your cooks used to wear shalwar kameez so shalwar kameez used to be a night suit for the elite okay so what he wanted to do was to bridge the gap between the two classes wow he, he believed that other than the shirwani other than the shirwani there needs to be a national dress which is easier and this is with the early 70s early 70s when butto was coming into power right. and he really took a lot of inspiration from butto saab uh because his lo- slogan was roti kapra aur makan right and he used to dress like the masses and the masses loved it because it seemed like he was from us right that's something that my father picked on and what he did was he just kind of brought the shirt the yeah. length of the shirt niche down to the knee right and it just kind of resonated with the elite so much because it suddenly became like a very elegant look right you had everyone wearing his stuff his prices were like to compete with so you had the technician wearing a shalwar kameez from tjs to the president of that wow. country so that, that doesn't happen anymore doesn't that's and that's that's an un, unbelievable feat and he also i mean we talked about tanhaiya but i was reading in in an article over 142 dramas i think mm-hmm. that his outfits mm-hmm. were present in mm-hmm. so he was all over tv ptv all at the time over. and he, that was his marketing because and the best part of tv ptv at that time you had one channel you right. had one slot for drama That's and then right. you had your khabarnama as they say the news coming right. at nine so imagine everyone was glued from eight to nine at home imagine rahat rahat uh, kazmi uh, marina khan shanaz sheikh all these people are wearing his stuff so the biggest the biggest marketing you could ever think of was drama right he picked on that and as soon as the drama would air the very next day the uh, the clothes would be at the store so wow. you would have lines of people just waiting for the doors to be open you you get to see that when there's a 50% sale yeah. at brand stores now yeah. which i believe is really not fashion and he was not big on sales either he's still not he doesn't do sales he's never been on sale right ever that's he, unbelievable and he still has his price points as let's say for example if it's if it's 7000 yeah. he rounded off to 699 right. 999 right it's a very levi's kind of a thing but yeah. he stuck to it till today because it's just he believed in the customer psychosis right. he believed in how i'm giving you value of your money not the other way around what retail today has become you know but right. but that's the thing he was such a visionary even today when i look at what he's done till today he's the best visionary in fashion and again i'm not saying that because he's my dad i think he's an institution right. to be to be studied for case studies now um he believed that the customer was right not in terms of your design but in terms of value of your money because mm. for them 
even for an elite person who's the head or who's a CEO of a company or somebody who's working a nine to five job from a middle class or lower middle class, there six nine nine hundred ninety nine needs to go where there's value for it. Makes sense. So maybe you'd buy it twice a week. They they would buy it once a month. So quality can come in numbers when it comes to like having an average of units. Right. I'm sorry I'm going into technicalities. No, of, no, that makes sense. But so that's where he actually cashed and more like kind of uh there was a vacuum of firstly there was no fashion brand at that time but there was also in terms of design he's still a visionary like in 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 retail he he was a first designer retail house so there was design plus it was retail because everyone i think at that time used to just buy open cloth and then have it stitched absolutely and there was no real design in it it right. was just like मेरे नाप का सी के बना सी दो लाइक माय दादा यूज्ड टू कॉल हिम अ दर्जी फॉर द लॉन्गेस्ट टाइम राइट एट दैट टाइम बीइंग अ डिजाइनर यूज्ड टू बी लाइक अ मरासी या लाइक टीजी यूज्ड टू बी लाइक आइदर यू आर अ मरासी और यू आर दर्जी बट डॉक्टर्स और इंजीनियर्स का इंजीनियर्स का जमाना था तो यूज्ड टू बी लाइक माय दादा यूज्ड टू बी लाइक हां दर्जी बन गया मेरा बट यू लाइक यू सेड डिजाइन एंड रिटेल एंड द वैल्यू अगेन जो मैं कह रही हूं ना आजकल के कुर्ते कट होता है एंड देन देर नो डिजाइन एलिमेंट टू इट सो यू नो यूर पेइंग टू थाउजेंड और थ्री थाउजेंड फॉर दैट बट यू विल बिकॉज यू आर गोइंग टू यू आर गोइंग टू थ्रो इट अवे इन अनदर थ्री मंथ्स ही डेंट बिलीव इन फास्ट फैशन ही बिलीव इन फैशन यस ही बिलीव इन डिजाइन यस एंड ही बिलीव इन रिटेल नाउ ऑल थ्री टुगेदर इज सच a difficult feat to achieve now and so he was the first who did that in, in his southeast time Asia, in yes. southeast asia yeah. he was the first to do that yeah you saw all sorts of celebrities come into your house mm-hmm. to get their fittings done and they were done. all uncles and aunties not exactly. like you know the young people you know young people everyone you we had zial haq coming in yeah. i used to play on his lap right. and it was like oh an uncle like it was yeah. literally like he never said you know who this person is so right. we grew up in a if you if you'd say a more protective environment right but i actually really i'm i'm old today i look back and i said he protected our 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 imagination if if that's or perception of society perception of society perception yeah. of how you he wanted us to go into the world as new babies not like okay you're this one's son you will come back into the business because this is yours yeah he always wanted us to be self sufficient did so, he want you guys to come did he want you to come into the business yeah so that's another story i i'm the prodigal son uh okay. i like who happens to be the daughter daughter <laughs> exactly so so when i was a kid um not a kid but a baby my older sister used to read books right my older brother who's like a year and a half older to me had his dinky cars at that time we right. had used to have dinky cars i love those i had a lot of yeah, those yeah same and because my my brother wanted a brother so i was the brother right for my brother oh, so okay. i played with a lot of dinky cars myself i used to have a piece of paper and just crayons laid and i would just doodle and my dad picked up on that but but when i was growing up 
I started like when he, and he used to have that video camera, you know, at that yeah. time that film used to come. Yeah, yeah. So I used to dance around him. I used to be like, oh, I'm his, I'm the actor of his movie and stuff. But he always knew I had something in me that would lead me to come here. So you had that creative edge. I had that kira, if you say. Right. I, for I, design. For design or something to do with the arts, because okay. I had won my first bronze medal that in uh, in the whole of Asia. My uh, my grandfather, because it was a Japanese award, so my grandfather loved Japan. So he mm-hmm. was so everyone was kind of kind of pushing me towards the arts. Mm-hmm. Since I was like the prodigal daughter, daughter, prodigal's daughter, I just wanted to do scale back and see what I wanted to do. So, I yes, I felt that my calling was in fashion, but I really didn't believe in my father's philosophy mm. or his. You uh, didn't believe. In I it. didn't. Uh, you yeah. speak so highly of it, but how now could you I not believe in it at that time? What changed what along changed? the way? So I'll tell you. So, for me. It was just like, but where are the numbers? Where's the money? Right. Everyone was making one outfit and was um, selling it for lakhs and lakhs of rupees. But this was further on when you got into design. When I started, when I felt like I was, uh, I started picking up on things. I was getting more aware of what who my father was, because at the age of thirteen, my father's. St- so my father is amazing that way. He would throw us in the deep end. That's how mm. I learned swimming. Also, mm. he literally without floaters threw us because mm. he was an he was an amazing swimmer. And my mom's there, helpless, seeing us drown. And he's like, "They'll be fine. They'll be fine." And when we're not coming up for the third, <laughs> so he would just jump in to save us. Yeah. And I never understood that, but he would always want us to be in the deep end to yeah. learn how to come out yeah. of the water. And but that's been my ma- ma- mantra in my whole life. Mm. That time, I never saw. So at the age of thirteen, he just to kind of challenge me, he threw me a drama. And at that time, Marina Khan just started coming into direction, from acting, directing, and and at that time, Atika Oda used to be a mainstream actor. Yeah, yeah. And I did. It was a very. It was a working woman's role and everything. So I kind of designed a collar without buttons and all of that, and that was a staple look for her and for her drama. My father loved it so much that he kind of produced it for the whole. Stores and stuff. Mm. I never thought that was challenging. Why? I don't know. I just don't know. I, I was more into, but it needs structure, this yeah. and that, and I was. I would say I was blinded by the whole bridal in- industry because at thirteen I was more yeah. now aware. I had fashion yeah. magazines coming in. I liked the shoots that were being put out. Right. So I, I was like, oh, there's money in bridals. There's no money here, even though. I was so wrong. Only later on, I would find out. But I wanted to do business first. Mm. But I was a business student, and my father says I'm a rebel with a cause. Mm. So I was one of those students who would always kind of like put my hand up and say, "Miss, miss, miss." Right. Didn't get the grades. Right. But there was always <laughs> this curiosity to yeah. learn. Kate, but why? Why is why is two plus two four? Why right. can't it be five? You know, I would always want to question, and 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 not irritating questions, but but you need to teach me. But yeah. why? So in business school, what I started learning, and I was in, I'm a homebody again. 
um all my brothers and sisters have gone abroad to study i wanted to stay in pakistan so i went to a local uh, business school but my my problem with business school was that they would teach you very um dynamic economies of the world and but as soon as you would graduate you'd come to a very failing economy and the so, business here is very different completely different complete and so you're disillusioned yeah so from somebody who's like oh my first job is going to give me 35000 dollars yeah. to 35000 rupees yeah and i was just like but why aren't then teach us the feeling of gone yeah teach us how to operate here exactly yeah and they wouldn't so i had a big problem with this mm. like the educational system here mm. globally now and i was just like no i want to go i want to study fashion now my father wanted to send me to paris because we had a store there at that time and we had a, an apartment there i just didn't want to go mm. i wanted to go to delhi now wow, my okay. and at that time um uh vajpayee was our prime minister i remember and president musharraf had just become a president so there was a lot of tension between the two because we had just had i'm mm-hmm. really going into politics mm-hmm. but politics is really big in my fashion and my father's fashion journey is it yeah because we i believe fashion is dictated with the politics and societal so i think in in the shalwar kameez you, you know i was thinking about why it suddenly took off i think it also took off because when general zia came in the islamization of pakistan he wanted to promote a very islamic view and a very conservative view of the country mm-hmm. and he wanted to move away from the westernized 60s and 70s that yes. was being portrayed at the yeah. time of pakistan and mm-hmm. i think that also probably gave you guys a boost mm-hmm. along the way but you know you'd be surprised my father defied him because at that time if you remember a lot of everyone was required to wear a dupatta on their Correct. head i remember the ptv anchors mm-hmm. back in the day but if you remember then haiya you didn't see the you didn't see any of that you didn't you hardly saw dupatta yeah. on yeah and how he challenged zia even though the he used to come over to get his shivani yeah. tailored that's the beauty of my dad see he'd be like what's the problem of shalwar kameez be right. he's like it's tight he's right. like okay I'll make it androgynous. Right. I'll make it so unisex that yeah. you for him the dupatta doesn't make sense because he's like if it's about for concealing yeah why is it around the neck yeah why should i have my actor or anyone wearing it around the neck when it's supposed to be yeah like kind concealing, of concealing yeah. the uh, yeah. wo- womanly body in in a way that was so make it baggy <laughs> make it back and make it stylish and make it stylish and that's what happened and that's exactly what happened and that's what picked up with the liberals yeah. picked up with the non so not so liberals right. and with zia yeah so he did defy him in yeah. a, in a way and which is why fashion if it doesn't change according to the politics politics that you're in you're really not in fashion that's true absolutely makes sense so yeah And so you look there's this whole back story you know and your dad was an institution so growing up hmm. in the shadow of an institution I asked still this, growing up in the shadow still growing up in the shadow of an institution I ask often ask friends of mine because now that I have kids I would never want them to do what I do I know you know I, know. I would want them to do what they want to do mm-hmm. because tomorrow not just the whole society but even family is going to be like well the dad was like this or the mom was like mm. this and look at the kid 
you know unless mm-hmm. the kid and it's hard for the kid to beat you know sort of the parent absolutely because the parent and that too if the parent was let's say a first gen entrepreneur you mean a nepo baby huh a nepo baby a nepo baby exactly you know so if the parent really was the you know led the way led mm-hmm. the charge and did things that weren't done before it's you're not doing that for the second time mm-hmm. you're now improving on what was mm-hmm. done but most people don't measure you on the metrics of improvement improvement they measure Absolutely. you on the metrics of creation and your and your parents and your parents yeah, success yeah, yeah why not do something different why didn't i do something yeah. different well I, again i feel like this is my dad's interview and i'm being his representative <laughs> but it i mean that's my story he never pushed his agenda on me you chose so you it was your choice it was a choice he just said i know she's going to come back right again like i said rebel with a cause yeah. he had to let me leave in order to come back home so you there so there how long were you out i was out as soon as i went to fashion school yeah now it, it was weird because now in fashion school they were talking about my dad and the studies were about my dad and the teachers knew who i was and i was just like kind of like okay i've never experienced this ever in my life and it's only when i sat down with students everyone would kind of name a bridal designer so i'm like okay but where what are we doing for the country now i'm i i'm big on the country and i think that's been in i think that was the first thing i inherited from my dad right pakistan right so i was really big on being a patriot and i was just like but what are we really doing for the masses because fine even i wanted to go into bridal i wanted to go into fashion more 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 um theatrical stuff but my thing is why don't we bring that to the streets why is in pakistan um stylish because every design is going towards all the kids are going towards the bridal route because and it's more money because there's more money but i was very very disillusioned about that because the num because the money's in the numbers and that's it, why you see a lot you of you were disillusioned because you saw money being made without charging exorbitant prices yes in in your dad's yes. business and here's an entire industry mm-hmm. that's built around charging exorbitant see? prices see and so, not uh, not mass market so i was disillusioned with the system but you had to go there i had to go there so you first went there mm-hmm. because you were attracted by the money yeah i i i was attracted by i'm i again i'm not really big on bridal designs i i don't think that's challenging but you could have created i just feel you make an out, outfit look more beautiful right but that's the thing see fazan i went to school in order to find out oh my god what my dad was doing was way more challenging at, as a to a person way more beautiful because everything that we were creating in school was from this fabric or calico okay. it's like a very run down version of you it's it's the unfinished product uh, unfinished look of a cotton so it's like a raw version of cotton and you were making things out of that dead fabric and come making it come alive and i said but that's fashion that's what my dad was doing Hmm. He gave you the best quality um cloth, the best designs that even a pocket wasn't replicated the same way. He was really into the military mm-hmm. look, right? So I was just like, okay, so we're just doing cuts with work on them. How's that challenging? 
I had to go to school in order to be around people to know that I want to go back to do what my dad did because that's the philosophy he believed in. He believed in the 70% of this nation than the 2%. Mm. He believed that if you make a product good, product good, the elite will come. <laughs> that's what I think literally Steve Jobs said that yeah. about the iPad. If you build it, they will come. Ah, they yeah. will. And that's exactly what my dad did. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so now... I feel like I'm a fan. <laughs> I, but I but you know what's interesting is that you're, you're a fan of, I think, creativity. Because mm -hmm. not only do you have your brand, you also, obviously, you model your own brand. But you also model for other brands. Is that I right? Do. I do. Uh, well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to call it modeling. So you showcase but other brands? I, yes. I, How does that work? How does a brand or the owner of a brand, mm -hmm. and you've got your own brand, mm -hmm. you've got the, the family brand. Mm -hmm. How do you showcase other brands? And it's weird. I don't model for my own brand. And you don't model for your own no. brand, but you showcase other brands and it's on your Instagram. Yeah, I know. How does that? I don't. Because I believe that, that fashion does, shouldn't be selfish. So at least model your own brand too. No, that's true. That is true. But I just, I don't know. I just feel very, I feel shy. Not shy, but I just... You shy modeling your own brand? Yeah. But Because it's like putting my face, it's like that is my name's on. So I've got two brands. Um, I mean, one brand, when it, I have Fiha Jamshi, that's my brand. Yeah. Now sister company of TJ's. But TJ's the mother company. Right. So I don't know. It just makes me feel like... Who have it's you my showcased? brand. But who have so you showcased? I have showcased models before and now real people. You have showcased real people? Yeah. If I've your changed brand. my marketing strategy. For your brand? For my brand. But you've never yourself? No, never. But I'll tell you why. Why do it for other people yeah. or for brands that I actually really respect? See, I don't believe that you make clothes so you should only wear your clothes because, oh my God, that's the most self-absorbed thing to do in fashion. And style cannot be that. Yeah. I can't make an Umar Said uh, Peshwas. I can't. Even though if I make a Peshwas, I'll make it exactly how Fia Jamshid would make in cotton. I can't make what he does. Right. I can't make what Kami does. Right. I would, I, and I feel that one should promote other designers that you respect because then what what the masses or people like you, people like us, where who are customers, I'm a customer too. Right. It's just going to create a healthy environment to produce better stuff. My jumpsuit, the one I'm wearing today, you may not like it. Your wife may not like it. Right. She might like a Misha Lakhani jumpsuit or a Nida Azwar jumpsuit or a Kami. But at least there are different versions of that jumpsuit to be to be to be out there. Not as that's a shirt. I'm just gonna put another color on it and make it Fiha Jamshed. I don't believe that's fashion. So what I like to do is I like to promote other uh, designers that I respect because I'm a customer too. And for me to actually, a lot of people have told me, but why do you do that? Why do you, I like to, it's, it's like giving a nod to the older and the younger generation that, yeah, we did good. And We're I think it's also good. building a community at the same time, right? That's I mean, what it you're is. building a community for a certain type of style, a certain type of look, mm -hmm. and the more people that are seen wearing that look, I mean, I think that's that's camaraderie also. And I think it's fairly big of you because it's about respect. I I really believe most it. people don't think like that. You're unusual in your thinking. 
I think that comes from my dad again. Yeah. I I mean I'm I'm giving a lot of credit to my dad. I should take credit TJ. <laughs> I should take credit also, but no, I I I've been told that. And yeah. I actually I really like the fact that if that makes me a little unique from the rest, sure. See, so you talked a lot about your dad. We've talked we've touched on the family business. We've talked about how you actually had to get away only to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not typical for most kids who join family businesses um tell me when you joined the family business mm-hmm. did your dad give you a director title right off the bat did he give you hey go run this business or this is the store you're going to run how did like what kind of great title did he give you when you started so when i came back <laughs> he just said okay just come to the factory at 9 a.m. and i said cool and i just walked into his office and he's like did you knock <laughs> So I said no. He's like because you're not coming to your dad's office. You're coming to your boss's office. Oh wow. And he laid I down said, the law. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like you check with my uh, my my assistant when I'm free yeah. and then you come in at that time. And he laid it down very very clearly to right. me from day one. He said you have to show me your merit. He's like everyone in this factory have worked hard to be where they yeah. are you're my daughter i know you yeah. have it in you but you haven't showed it to me yeah he made me his master's assistant second assistant not even Wait. first <laughs> so, and i was i was literally just so the master is the head tailor no 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 not his master's assistant my his master's master's assistant so basically so the tailors he, the main tailors the main tailors third ma- man the, in, in yeah. charge i was The that third, third man's, man's assistant. Second. Your second assistant. Second assistant. Oh, I see you're really at the bottom of the rank. Bottom. <laughs> bottom of the designing. But that's rank. where you should start in that's the business. That's where. That's where he I. He's right. I think he yeah. picked the right spot for yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. I How long did you do that? I was there for about two years. Two years. Two years. As and, a second master's master's assistant. And that too. That too. My father um, suffered a heart attack. Oh wow! Okay. And I was kind of like. promoted right right off the bat saying okay he needs to rest who's going to do this because my mind yeah. you my father was designing right he didn't have a design team that people oh, have he was the design. designer yes okay he was a designer he had masters around him got it that was his design and then team. they would just scale and and stitch and, and scale sti- everything yeah. like he yeah. a huge scale yeah. Yeah. what um now i a lot of these retail brands have have so my dad had that I was just kind of like out of a stroke of luck or um what luck no but because he suffered a heart attack but it was just one of those things that okay you need to set, set yeah. uh step up because yeah. we have no one we don't yeah. have a design team so at by then I learned his philosophy I knew exactly what he wanted of course not even close to what he could do right but here I was kind of changing the parameters of the working women because at that time it was 2009 2007 sorry i started officially and you could see this ins- this uh, insurgence of women coming into the workforce right and they still were wearing the co- kapra, like my father calls it the roti kapra makan dupatta shalwar kameez yeah so he's yeah. like but where is where is the where non fussy clothes right. but design non fussy clothes right. so that was my first 
um the first gig huh first gig. and then suddenly taking on that responsibility mm-hmm. if if you were to build your own brand from scratch a would you do it at this point and b what would it be focused on so i did actually fiya jamshid was Scra- right uh, from but from scratch scratch like, no from, it wasn't part of tj's before. it wasn't part of tj's before no, not at all uh, i had so i never wanted to take my own brand out i've always wanted to be a tj's design head. right um but we my father and i faced a lot of um we went head on with each other there was a time that he and i weren't seeing eye to eye he wanted me to start a fiji's brand fiji so my nickname is fiji yeah. a lot i've got a lot of names right. but fiji was one of them that was adopted because of my father and DJ. he wanted you to start that brand yeah. targeting a different audience targeting a younger audience a younger yes. audience and i wasn't for it again he was a visionary and i was like the person the horse who's wearing the horse blinders i just didn't want to so i kind of uh i kind of left tjs for a bit and in that i found a partner in um a person who's not my partner anymore right. but we started fiha jamshed mm, so okay. from scratch from so it was not part of the family business it was a different partner and you built it from scratch now it's become part of the yes got it okay interesting but coming back to you know when you're in a family business and Mm -hmm. i keep touching on this because there's a lot of people uh that are watching this and a lot of people who get involved when they grow up they come back into the family Uh business right and one of the big challenges of a family business is when you butt heads with family because you butt heads in the office and then you go to the same home mm-hmm. and then what happens do you continue butting heads or do you say oh that ends there and this now we are in a different zone here how did it work for you and how did you manage that so of course it's challenging i mean uh, your boss is your father like you said or sometimes like you said family owned business have uncles exactly and, yeah. you could have other family members so uh with my dad when we did butt heads i had to I I I would like to believe that my father <clears throat> was very was very empathetic uh towards me in terms of okay she's my daughter at the end of the day I was a little more <clears throat> as any a young a uh, hot-blooded uh, <laughs> individual would, the dad. <laughs> <clears throat> would carry it with me Oh so you would hold on to it longer and he wouldn't he wouldn't hold on no. to it I mean of course they were his uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't change his mind on the things that I would do right. wrong or c- according to him Right but at the end of the day when I started my own brand Yeah I started realizing there were a lot of things that he was right not in terms of being right but that's his name on the placard not mine That is mine. true it is so, so he he has the right <clears throat> He has the right. So he for me, right. even if I butt heads, yeah, I would come back and say say to him, "It's your name. It's your business. Yeah, I'm just a worker." Yeah, and fair enough. But Good can approach. I tell you something, Fazan? A lot of people don't know consistency, and and be consistency is a love language, but it's also a language of showing even your dad. that you're in it for the real deal. Right. We tend to be like, okay, but you're my dad, you need to listen to me or you're being so rigid, you're old and I'm getting a new young blood, you new y- young ideas in. 
we also need to understand they need to see if you're consistent enough to stick even when you when you're sometimes berated yeah. in front of hundreds of people yeah but it it's an ego clash so tomorrow if you if tomorrow if i have to tell myself but he's my father he doesn't think ill of me he's not malicious for me yes the ber- i'm not saying berating your own child is good but if you just take a step back and say okay there'll be one day right that he'll see it my way right consistency brought that to with me now my dad's like but teachers is yours teachers yeah. is yours and i'm like no 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 it's all mine yeah. so he i gave him that and you earned it you see you also I earned would, it yes i would say because that. i mean if you started in 7 2007 i mean it's been 16 years 16 since years, that yeah. time right mm-hmm. and in 16 years you started as a master's assistant assistant mm-hmm. you know and then you earned the right for your dad to be able to say that i think that a lot of people forget that देसे के यार मेरे बाप का बिजनेस है वो जाएगा कहाँ मेरे पास ही आएगा फिर आपस में भाइयों में लड़ाई हो जाती है पीपल फर्गेट दैट यू नो द बिजनेस वॉज बिल्ट बाई अ पर्सन विद अ सर्टन सेट ऑफ वैल्यूज एंड इफ दे गोइंग टू पास दैट डाउन दे वॉन्ट दैट बिजनेस एंड दोज वैल्यूज टू कंटिन्यू कंटिन्यू एंड इट विल ओनली गो डाउन टू दैट यू नो सॉर्ट ऑफ ऑफ स्प्रिंग that they see can carry those values absolutely who have the same seeds and you have the same exactly <clears throat> and so the best place to start is at the bottom because that's where they started that's from as I well i would recommend anyone to because they didn't that. start at the top yeah, they didn't absolutely. start with millions of uh, funding and they started absolutely. bootstrapping along bootstrapping. the way bootstrapping and it's funny you brought that up because my first fashion show everyone around me and i at that, that time i was just known as my dad's daughter of course yeah. teacher's daughter they were like oh she what does she she has a factory behind her she's born with a silver spoon yeah. or oh, what is she going to do i was the first designer to ever show cotton on the ramp because at that time they were still stuck in chiffon silks right. and, and embroidery right i i introduced cuts that's when everyone that night till today mashallah like i just want to say that that regardless of being born with a silver spoon i earned the merit of my own colleagues in the industry because wow. i was the okay. youngest designer at that time because all the seniors were like rizwan beg and people were still have 5 years or 6 years yeah. ahead of me um that's where i started changing not just my father's mindset but everyone around me right because i do believe that merit brings you and starting from the bottom brings you a lot of it just gives you education i never yeah. learned um anything in my fashion school either yeah. i was there for a year because of being the second assistant to my master to my father's master i got the best education in fashion that i still can't like yeah because you learn from the expert you learn from the person who's actually doing the work themselves you know yeah to the guy who actually yeah. started fashion in yeah. southeast asia india did not even have fashion yeah. at that time so yeah so i learned from the best yeah interesting before before we end you would recently mention something about your health mhm you want to tell me what that was yeah of course we can <laughs> but you need to ask him <laughs> what do you want to know You uh you you're big into sort of the health and wellness yes. and sort of spiritual health and mm-hmm. mental health. Yes. How does that affect how you operate on a day-to-day basis? Mhm. And how you plan for your future? 
so uh, I think you're talking about uh, I I did uh, share a post that I I posted about five years ago, six years ago. That was the first time I spoke about my illness, and my illness started. It was something I've never, Alhamdulillah, never been ill before that. I used to pray that God give me fever or something because I wanted to skip school, but it never happened. So I think all those prayers kind of accumulated into like, okay, you want to get sick? Here you go. Um, it started in 2013 um, and till 2015, there was no diagnosis. I was an MRI baby, I would say. Um, for those two years, everything was coming normal. Doctors wouldn't understand it. People started, not people, but doctors started telling me maybe it's in your head, but the pain was excruciating. Didn't have an answer. Um, half of them started saying it could be psychosomatic because mm. I had just lost my sister mm. in 2011. And so... Well, whether it was the mental health doctors or the physical doctors or the emotional doctors, everyone had a reason, but no one was trying to explain mm. why I was going through the pain. Mm. So I started I started Googling my symptoms, found out that I might have trigeminal neurology, went to my neurologist. They said, yeah, could, you could mm. have it. That happened, that happened. What I, what I'm just giving you a backstory of how I started controlling, mm. taking power back into my hands, finding out that there might be a lot of things that people don't understand, mm. but you need to be there for you. But I, again, I was such a workaholic that I kind of still put that at the back. I still started pushing it under the rug. I was working, working, working till one day I just kind of dropped in my office and I couldn't move my left leg. I was on a wheelchair for about eight months. Oh, wow. And from my trigeminal neurology, it became about like it could be a hip joint yeah. or I had started developing shatika. Yeah. A lot of things were happening at the same time. Right. So it's just that when I started taking the power back, it's I remember when I was sitting, I had to even, I had to close shop. So you, eight months in a wheelchair, what was the diagnosis? Nothing. Still nothing. There was no diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So wait, hold up, hold up. You're saying you went through a lot of pain. Some people said it might have been psychosomatic. Mm -hmm. It was after the passing of your sister. Yes. You were in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and there's no diagnosis. And then one day you decide to take the power back and take control. And how did that change everything? So it was what, and my brand, uh, I had, to had shut shop. down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that year, 2016 was the most difficult year of my life because I was trying to grab, grapple and grasp everything, trying to save my store, trying right. to save my business, trying to save my leg, whatever. Um, one day I just sat down with myself and said, maybe it's time to let go. And what are you holding on? And I started writing, I journaled a lot. Um, I would journal a lot and, and write my feelings down. And I remember this, I wrote on my in my diary saying that, okay, if you want me to fall, I was I used to talk to God a lot uh, while writing. I still do, but I'm just saying, I was like, okay, you want me to fall, right. fine. Let's see how far you will make me fall. Right. Let's fall together. 
but I know you'll find ground for me. Wow. There'll be ground, I'll hit that ground, and the only way is up. Yeah. And once I settled that in my head, I started accepting reality. I started accepting and surrendering. Yeah. And it's surrendering to whatever was happening around me because I couldn't control that. What I could control was my internal world. Yeah. And my internal world was the one that was chaotic. Yeah. And that's the power that I started taking back because the external world had too much power in my internal world. And now I had to fight for myself with myself. There's a, um, as you're saying this, there's an author that I really like. His name is Michael Singer mm -hmm. and he's written two books. One is called The Untethered Soul. And the second book is uh, The Surrender Experiment. Oh. I happened to read the second first and then I and went to the first. And they're both, and it's about exactly that concept. Right. Let go. Let go. The only thing you can control is you. Is you. Mm -hmm. And even your thoughts mm -hmm. are in your control. So mm -hmm. you can actually create a state where you're thoughtless and still. Oh my God. I had so many moments like that. I'd be in a room full of people and I'd just be like, I'd just just go off somewhere. Yeah, and, and then you're off in a different place. In a different space, and, place, yes. And, and the place can be a good place. Mm -hmm. And you can find sort of zen mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's it's unfortunate you had to go through a lot to find but it. But I'm so lucky that I did. But then, exactly, but you did find it. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of people said that when I started getting, okay, so after that, I started finding the right people. I found a rheumatologist who said, no, you are sick. Right. I'm a, I know you're in pain. Then I found a really good orthopedic surgeon who just said, I wish you had come with three broken bones. Right. I would fix it. But what you have is, is very hard to find. Like I started finding the right people. But who, you had to let go Who gave first. me that, exactly. And that was hard because I had, for me, everything was in control. Right. I had to control. I had to control. I had to control. Right. And and how does a control freak mm -hmm. let go? <laughs> how how does a control freak let go? Hmm. So you, the when, like I said, everything had to shut down around me. So you physically, you could not move. And at that point, emotionally, I could you could not move the business, mentally, could not I could move nothing. And so only when you shut down, mm -hmm. you said, okay, fine. Because I think that was, I think God was giving me signs, yeah. but he had to kind of shake me up and say, yeah. buddy, let yeah. it go. Yeah. And I said, okay, now we're doing you. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I gave control there and I was yeah. like, I'm going to take yeah. care of me, you take her. He just kind of like said, let's go. Let's and go then, for a magic ride. And how has the course changed since then? Oh, amazingly. So when you start meeting the right people, you start getting validation, validation, even for the things that are wrong with you, you know, yeah. you're questioning. Your questions become your answers. Your answers become your steps. Your steps become your walk. Your walk yeah. becomes your running. That's exactly my journey from a wheelchair to a stick to walking and dancing. Wow. I love to dance. For me, yeah. if you ever see me alive yeah. and so present and lost is when I'm dancing. And for me to, and that's where I am even till today, that healing journey, the first thing you do is accept. Yeah. You have to start accepting for where you are, what you're doing and what cannot be done. Um, you know, 
in Urdu it's called tabakkur yes i i mean I, i would say that that's my story you know tabakkur is and for me like everything happens for a reason and everything's a blessing which is why when everyone does kind of sympathize with me and say but you know right. you're such a trooper right. you're such like a power figure right. that you went through this and you came in and i said you know what no i actually was a student then i'm learning and i'm learn i'm i'm in my 10th standard today yeah. i might do my mba 5 years later yeah. that's how i see life which is why coming back to how we started I'd like to be known as to be the person in my father's shadow. I would never want because he's the tree right. and I'm taking shade. Amazing. And it's like I'm just eating the fruits and it's an everlasting thing that I can be a part of. But that's not the legacy I want to leave behind. And what is the legacy you want to leave behind? That the day I die, I want even somebody as a stranger to say she sat m- with me for 5 minutes and I felt good. That's powerful. That's what I want to leave behind. That's amazing. Thank That's you. That's amazing. I I want I I don't have anything to ask you <laughs> after that. Cuz I talked a lot. <laughs> no, no, and that is exactly how I felt. I think you've just shared, you know, a very deeply personal story and I think that a lot of people go through this stuff mm-hmm. and they find it very hard to share. Mm-hmm. They find it very hard to connect and they find it very hard to let go. And I think that it's important to recognize that it's all here. It's all, it's all here and you control this. Absolutely. You know, it's our spirit that controls our mind and our mind controls our body and the minute you get that. Exactly, you- which is why that taught me a lot. You know when COVID happened, I actually God was like, okay, we're preparing you for something that's going to happen in the global front. Those lessons really went made me go through COVID quite easily. Quite easily. Yeah. While everyone else was going crazy. <laughs> no, but, I, but I think COVID also made right. everyone kind of aware of their exactly existence exactly because we exist we don't live we exist and i started living after amazing. my mildness amazing yeah fia thank you for the time thank I you i had a lovely chat Me too. i learned so much oh, i will take a lot of what you said and apply it with i have two daughters and uh, you know that relationship the father daughter relationship i think is a very sacred relationship no i i think they're they're in good hands huh let's see fingers crossed inshallah So thank you again for tuning in to Digitales this week stay tuned for more episodes like subscribe below and stay connected for more Digitales next week bye bye